I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Today is hot as bowls. This podcast brought to you by... Balls. balls. April just told me not to say balls. <laughs> Only because Legend's obsessed with balls. I was like, April, do you, when we were testing, we have to test the sound before we start the podcast. And I asked April if she likes big balls. Like if she gets more attractive. Well, I said testing they're... testicles and then you're like, balls. What do you think about balls? But like, are you, if you see someone who has big, big huge balls, is it extremely attractive to you? I've never really seen huge balls. All right. So we're taking photos of big, huge balls <laughs> to see. I've only April heard feels. stories and I like them. Big balls? Big, big balls. I like bowls. I'm a big fan of bowls. Yeah, I like them. Okay. Anyways, I like one, I'll... two, three balls. <laughs> you like three balls? Sure. Have you been with someone with three balls? No. What about one ball? Yes. Yeah, you have? When? Do I know them? <laughs> no, he's from uh, New Hampshire. Did he go by Teddy One Ball? No, he actually didn't. And he. I feel like he was ashamed of it. And Aww. so, But I was never I was never hard. I was like, that's okay. I was never hard on him about it. I thought it was really beautiful it, it, that he shared with me. Oh, you never saw the ball? This no, I saw the ball, oh, okay. but I thought it, b- before we ever hooked up, he told me about um, that he had had uh, uh, testicular cancer uh, when he was really young. Oh, wow. And Because I was only 21 at the time. Oh, he was super young. Wow. Yeah, it was before I was with my Minnesotan boyfriend. Ooh. I when know I that, lived in Humboldt. I know that person. Yeah. I know that Minnesotan boyfriend who you were with when I met you. Back in the day when we were children. Um, All right, everyone. So this podcast is Online Dating 101. Some tips and tricks about online dating. Uh, And uh, we'll read the bio, but is with Sarah Sloan, who's a sex educator and is also the Director of Operations and Communications at Hashtag Open, which is an online dating app. Um, And let's see, before we dive in, we have a couple things we want to share. We have a sex question that's also about online dating. Mm -hmm. And we want to also share our favorite lube ever that we talk about all the time on the podcast. How do you all feel about Uber Lube? Have you tried it yet? No? Go try it. It will change your life. Most likely. Most likely. Most people try it and they say, I didn't know. Actually, quick story about Uber Lube real quick. Last night. (laughs) Last Let's rewind to last night. (laughs) I used Uber Lube last night too. I have my period. And this is not where it's not going to bad anal. Space place. So I was doing anal, but I have a tampoon in because again, I can't wear the menstrual crops. The poon's in. <laughs> and Uber Lube, anal, everything's going great. Start to finish, great orgasm. Once you take the tampoon out, so full of lube, couldn't get it out. I was like, slip. Because it was too slippery. Slip. And then I was like, oh my God, I can't get this poon out of me. I love that you call it a poon. It's like a harpoon. It's a harpoon. Oh it's a poon in your This is vagina. why I use a menstrual cup. Exactly. So I don't harpoon my pussy. Yeah. So, good news is I got it out. And great news is Uber Lube is great <laughs> for all kinds of sex. For lubing up your poon string. I, I used it last night for some anal, but I also love it for vaginal. We both had anal last High night. five. Yeah, it's anal yeah. August. It's anal August. That's what my yeah. partner said. He's like, it is anal August. Well, I have a do not fly zone right now in the vagina because I have painful sex if I have my period oh. because my cervix drops down, so I can't do it. And sometimes it's too intense for anal, just the way it is, but it was fine. I had to go very slowly into it, but it was totally great and Which, amazing. Slow is great for all anal. Until yeah. You, until you're like, just fuck me. Fuck it out. Right now. <laughs> all right. So if y'all want to know more about Uberlube, go to uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping in the U.S. And you'll know why we love this lube. It's long lasting, has no flavor, no scent, really silky, really body friendly. I use it for vaginal, oral, and anal, obviously. Um, and April and I have been huge fans for years. Go check it out. Are you ready for a sex question? Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm recently single and want to start online dating, but I have no idea where to start. I like the idea of going slow and getting to know people, but I'm worried that everyone is just looking to move fast towards the hookup. 
Are there certain apps or sites that would be better suited for what I'm looking for? And how do I convey that I'm not DTF? Down to fuck. I'm down to fuck. April's super DTF. Uh, so we talk about a lot of this in the episode. Uh, and there's some things that we did, probably didn't elaborate on the episode. Um, and I, yeah, I like this this question. This is great for right now, too. Because dating is so weird during COVID. Uh, and actually, in the episode, we talk about how hashtag open is really cool because it actually creates more community for people actually like this who are looking more for um, just kind of connecting, getting to know people as opposed to like, let's go meet in the bathroom and fuck. Yeah. Um, and some apps are known for different things. Like I know of Tinder is being more the hookup, right? Tinder's more like, let's go, let's, maybe not like me in the bathroom. Grinders more me in the bathroom. Well, there's also, I think, different age levels, too, that some apps are prone to have more folks on that yeah. are maybe considered to be younger or yeah. some of the digital natives. And then there's folks that are using apps for maybe if they're a little bit older, and that's like Zeus is one, I think. And there's like Hinge. There's a bunch of yeah. different ones for like professionals. If you Google, yeah, if you look it up, and there's all these reviews and things of different types of apps and what they offer. Some are really expensive. Um, Some are like really affordable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is Tinder's more mainstream. It is still widely used and has been for a long time. Uh, It has limited information that you can share on there. It's a lot about the photos. And it is much more hookup culture, although I have some friends that got married meeting on Tinder. Um, Bumble is something where it's a similar thing. Photos, very limited information. But then if you have a match, the woman is the one in well, this is a heterosexual world is the one that has to make the first move. Oh, yeah. There's meet mindful, I think, or just called mindful, which is for conscious, more mindful folks. But there's not a ton of people on there. There's field. mindful people. Yeah, they're, they're meditating. They're not on the dating app. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, we don't do the technology. They're manifesting yeah. the next connection. And then there's field. It's F-E-E-L-D. And I think that is maybe perhaps more for opening, um, like alternative sexuality folks, but I could be wrong in that one. Match.com. My sister met her husband on Match.com. So that's, so there's, that app, not there's an apps app? and websites. You're talking oh. websites. So websites See, are know. like, that's what I'm talking <laughs> there's match.com eHarmony plenty of fish okay cupid those are all websites why wouldn't they just get an app i don't know they might have one now but they're because what, here's up. let me tell you chip the websites you get to add more information so this is the thing about apps. It's like less info because it's all on this little handheld thing. And the websites, you ha- you, they actually ask you sometimes like 60 question quizzes. And then they show you these matches. But the difference between apps, and this isn't all apps, but most apps like Tinder, Bumble, all those things, is that when you match with someone... You, you don't get to you reach out to anyone until you match with them. So you don't get any like creepers in the apps. Ooh. And this might not be all of them, but I know a lot of them like that. Dating websites, they, you, you answer all this information. Then they show you people that you are you know 80% matched with. And then anyone can reach out to anyone. And so you get your inbox is just like full of things. But it's more in depth. So it actually might be better for some folks who want to share more information, read more information. Um, it kind of just depends on what you're looking for. Match, I think, is suited well for all ages, but I think a lot of the older crowd, it works really well for them. My mom dated a number of people on Match. eHarmony, doesn't it have the Christian undertones, I think? I am not sure. I've heard mixed reviews. I'm pretty sure it does. OkCupid and Plenty of Fish are known to be really good for like for younger crowd. They're more inclusive of uh, different variations in sexuality. Um, they're they're all free. There's also Coffee Meets Bagel. That's an app as well. Mm. Um, and I think, so this is why I'd say to this person, you want something that's not super DTF, don't go to Tinder. Um, try something perhaps like if you want an app, go to like Bumble or Hinge or Coffee Meets Bagel is another one. Um, and, or, and so because they, you know, the uh, Tinder and things, and then there's also hashtag open, which is much more, um, about like inclusive ideas about who someone is and their preferences and sexuality. Um, we do a whole interview about that. So you'll learn more about that. But, um, and, and with that's cool about hashtag open is you can use hashtags to share like a lot of information about who you are. So it's actually an app that allows you to share more information and find more people that are like-minded. And I would say my advice is say, what it is that you're looking for. Say, I'm not DTF. Like, I'm, I'm actually not looking to just go hook up with you tomorrow. What I'm looking for is to just make some connections, get to know people, and then if meeting at some point is something that I'm open to, that's fine, but I'm not, you know, it's not something I'm going to be wanting to do tomorrow. Just be as clear as possible. Uh, and you can tell if someone's just trying to, like, DTF you right away. They, the things they say, they'll, like, make some kind of sexual innu- innuendo pretty quickly, and you're like, mm, yeah, I know where this is going. So, FYI, matches 
best there. It's rated best for long-term relationship as an app. Ooh. So Tinder is best for casual. Yep. Best for long-term relationships match. And then best for women first dating, Bumble. Best for beautiful profiles, Hinge. Then there's like OkCupid, eHarmony's best for test takers. Because I think there's like hundreds of questions. Interesting. And then hashtag open is moving on up this list. Go hashtag open. Yay. Yeah, go check go check them out. Go get your your dating apps on and um and pretty much all of them are no, not all of them, sorry. Um I think a lot of the app ones are free, but and I know okay Cupid and um and plenty of fish, but I think Mac you have to pay for. And you have forty four ninety nine a month. Really? Seems kind of. I'm just looking online here. Seems kind of pricey. This is what the Google. I thought it should be like Netflix prices or something like that. I'm not sure. Well, we'll get on there and go check it out. Good luck to you. Make some friends. Tell them you're not DTF and uh, weed them out early. Don't don't withhold information so you don't have to deal with the people that are just trying to get your pants tomorrow because that's not what you're looking for. No. Uh, April actually um, got me my one of my best first dates on Tinder in like. 2013 or 14 yeah it was great she's my my pimp my p-i-m-p well i have definitely since i've never used online dating apps i get so much fulfillment out of doing it because it's like a game but i don't have to do any of the (laughs) aftermath of the game i just have to like look and scroll and be excited but it kind of feels like like you're a match with them because you're the one doing it you were true you were so excited about all the matches so i have my friend that it lives in South Beach, Miami, uh, and he is on Grinder and Scruff, and so I've also used the app with him. And and, and those like, are more for gay men, right? It's all yeah. yeah, yeah those yeah. are for gay men specifically. But I'm like, let me see what you're rolling with, because he'll tell me stories, and I'm like, what you see? So he'll show me what he's rolling with, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at this guy. And then you'll he's like, well, ask him to see his cock. So I'm like, is that what you do? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, can I see your cock? <laughs> and then immediately it's like, roll, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is not how it works in the straight community. I Although, don't think so maybe, but I, I bet actually, like if I you are if you did that on app, Tinder, we would say we'd say we probably would get. Get it like fifty percent of the time, I think. But not vice versa. Can I see your pussy in the? Because if someone world messaged me, show me your boobs, I'd be like, Fuck fucking you. block you yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, show me your tits. And I thought that was really cool, though, because it's just wide open. I want to play in the gay community. It sounds so fun. This is what I'm saying. I miss going to gay clubs. The gayerhood. Oh, dog, dog patrol. Oh, oh, Perry. Oh, He's, man. He, he says he misses the gay clubs too. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to read a bio in a second, but before we read a bio, April, tell me what you love about OMGS. So we've talked about OMGS now for years, I think since the beginning of our show, and we've had hundreds of people talk about how effective it's been for their lives, changing the way not only Volvo owners can choose to pleasure themselves, shelves, shelves. showing them just uh, all the options out there, but also folks that are Volvo admirers. Mm -hmm. And I know, Amy, you've been recommending OMGS for how long to your clients? Oh, for for years. Years. I've Before had a, yeah. we ever had a show. We changed their lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this is one of the cool things. You can read a book and you can learn about sex. You can watch a video, you know, instructional video. Don't don't try to learn from porn, everyone. But oh, if it's educational, that's cool. But a lot of these things are still geared more towards entertainment. It can be hard to learn, especially from a book. We are visual people. OMGS studied thousands of humans, vulva owners, to figure out the kind of pleasure they like. They have season one, which is external pleasure, season two for internal pleasure. And it, it really is revolutionary showing you what real bodies like. Um, so go check it out. Go to omgs.com. You'll see why we love it. That's OMG, like, oh, my God. And if you do omgs.com slash shameless, you get $5 off. Go check and it it's out. And one time, you pay one time. You watch and then unlimited you can, times. Yes. Yeah. And they're short videos yeah. and they're super beautiful. And the done. modules we can practice on an actual yeah. vulva, the stroke. It actually is really fun to do that because yeah. oh, I great. love the interactive she's, piece. She's like, yes, yes, it, yeah, yes, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> she had, Too fast. I think I've heard her say ouch before. Oh, I haven't. I was, wow. I was getting a little crazy intentionally. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not consensual. Oh, wow. Lo siento. Good thing it was just on a video. <laughs> Um, is it bio time? Bio time. Bio time. I actually have known Sarah Sloan for quite a while just from my work in the adult industry and she's absolutely awesome. So let's find out more about Sarah. 
Sarah Sloan is a sex and relationship educator and coach, as well as a director of operations and communications at Hashtag Open, a dating app that prioritizes personal empowerment and choice. For the past two decades, Sarah has been helping others create the sex, intimacy, and relationships that they desire through education and personal coaching. To learn more about the app, visit Hashtag Open. You have to spell it out, Hashtag Open.com. All right. It's showtime. All right, everyone, it is episode time, and you just have me, Amy, your beloved sex educator friend. Uh, April <laughs> is not with us today, but she is with us in spirit, and we are here to talk about online dating 101, as you have heard in the bio. And without further ado, let's just dive on in. We are here with Sarah Sloan, who is a writer, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and the director of communications and... and operations. Operations yeah. at Hashtag yeah. Open, <laughs> which is an online dating app. So Sarah, let's start with this same question we ask all of our speakers. How did you get to where you are today in the field of human sexuality, especially working for Hashtag Open? Yeah. Um, so I have been doing sex education, specifically focusing initially on kink and ethical non-monogamy communities since 99 or 2000. Um, and it has been my passion. It, you know, it's having those conversations so that people can find themselves and, and be affirmed that they're a good enough person and they're whole and they are perfect just the way that they are. Um, it kind of started my, I, I like to tell people that my first exposure to any kind of sex ed was finding a copy of our bodies ourselves back in 1982 when I was a teenager and starting to kind of put like together, Oh, there's a name for this thing. There's a name for masturbation. There's a name for bisexuality. Like the word dyke was, that was the first time I saw it and immediately was like, I'm not so alone. And, you know, kind of growing up in the South when I did, there's a lot of sexual repression and gender roles that I, I dealt with. But as I was kind of coming into my late 20s and realizing, like, okay, what is it that I'm really about? It came back to understanding that my sexuality did not make me wrong. It actually, it was embracing the sexuality that made it right. And so ever since then, I've been really jamming on helping people to figure out what that looks like for them and watching those light bulb moments go off. And I've been really fortunate to work in the adult industry in lots of different ways over the past 15 years. And uh, currently, I'm really thrilled to be taking the head of communications and operations for a dating app called Hashtag Open because it kind of it kind of gels all of that conversation about sexual empowerment and pleasure and connecting people with resources and also like making it okay for people to say like, Hey, I really want to like, Hey, I'm DTF or I'm just looking for a BFF and like creating a space that really embraces all of those things. And, and so it's kind of like walking the, the path that I've been on for 20 years to be able to work to benefit everybody mm -hmm. in their own explorations. And we are in that before the epidemic, we were already in the era of online dating and now we really mm -hmm. are in the era of it. And I like the mm -hmm. idea that uh, and we'll talk more about hashtag open uh, later on the podcast. Yeah. But I like the idea that it creates more of a community as opposed to just like, yeah. you know, trying some, to find someone to have sex with tomorrow because a lot of people yeah. aren't feeling safe to have sex with someone tomorrow. So that connection yeah. piece is a big thing. So I, I want to ask you a little bit about dating apps in general. Um, mm -hmm. and so say someone's brand spanking new and they're like, I want to get mm -hmm. into the online dating game. I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. What should they know about when choosing a dating app or platform? What do they need to know? Like what are, what's just, what's the, what are the differences? What are yeah. for? So it is really important. I think before we walk into any situation where we're talking about our own sexuality or our desires, our relationship structures that we want is to spend a couple of minutes and think about what is it that we want to get out of it. Um, so there are, if you're literally looking for somebody who's DTF, you're going to find an app that will do that. If you're looking for the long-term monogamous relationship where you're going to end up kind of doing that 2.4 kids in the suburbs, there are dating apps that are really well crafted for that. Um, so some, the first part of it is figuring out like, what is it that I'm actually looking for from online dating or from using a dating app? 
Um, and with that information, you know, ask people that you know if they've used them, um, particularly if you're if it's your friends who know you really well. You know, kind of say like, hey, I heard you were on that one dating website. Like, what was your experience with it? Do you think it would be a good fit for me? If you don't have friends that have been on on dating platforms before that you're you're kind of like flying blind, the really cool thing is that so many people have done great reviews of what's out there for online dating. Look at the different apps that are out there. Um, you know, like we we know like there are the big ones. Uh, Match Group owns a ton of them. Um, you know, so like there's the ones that everybody knows the name of. I would actually say that if everybody knows the name of it, then the chances are that it may not be really well focused for what you're looking for. Mm. Um, so think about it and really own what it is that you want, um, whether that is a relationship that is going to be a straight relationship, or if you're looking to experiment with same sex or same gender attraction, like own it up front. There is no harm and no foul in you looking for the solution for your dating experience rather than trying to cram yourself into a one size fits all kind of an app. And there's, so there's apps and there's websites, right? So we have right. the apps that go that you download onto your phone and, mm-hmm. and then there's websites like plenty of fish and all of those things. I don't know if they have mm-hmm. apps that too. Um, mm-hmm. And so correct me if I'm wrong, do you know more about this? So are the websites more in, in depth and in all the information that they gather? It's like a long kind of a uh, interviewing process of questions. Mm-hmm. And then the apps are a little more easy to use, use user-friendly. I I think that's one way of looking at it. I think that you can, for a lot of uh, apps, you can actually be really, really explicit in all of the details you've got. Um, I think that one of the things that we know is that particularly for younger demographics, and by younger, I'll say like 40 and under, uh, apps far outweigh um, websites in terms of the attraction. And so, you know, if if you're looking for in the 20 to 30 range, looking at websites is it, it's just a kind of a dated way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the places that have had websites through the years, some of those websites still exist. A lot of them have moved over to apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the nice thing about an app is that it allows you to be able to dive in and kind of choose your own level. You know, you can you can kind of just go through and browse or you can go through and really read profiles. You can do lots of different kinds of things on the app. I, I think it's honestly, my read of it is that that's where the industry is going mm-hmm. for lots of really good reasons. So the one thing that I was un, unaware of is the, the issue with safety and dis- discretion, mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. And, and um, we had talked about this beforehand, before the show, uh, that hashtag open is actually really careful about privacy and, and with mm-hmm. people's information. I didn't even know that other dating apps might actually share your information. Yeah. Now, can you talk a little more about that, how that works? Yeah, it, you know, if you think about um, websites like Facebook, or websites like, um, you know, like anything to do with Google, um, one of the things that they're doing is they are leveraging your data because that data is really valuable. Um, So the suggestion I have from a safety perspective is twofold. One is know who's using your data and what they're using it for. Um, And it really is a boner killer to read a terms of service and a privacy policy. Um, But it's really important that you feel like you understand in what circumstances anybody is going to use your data. Mm. You know, like for, for hashtag open, it's really straightforward. It's a, like, I can actually read it before I can finish my cup of coffee, which is unlike pretty much any other privacy policy. Mm. Um, but, but it, it is worth kind of digging in. And if they, you know, if the privacy policy is saying like, Hey, we're going to sell your data, including your preferences and your orientation. And that's something that you're not comfortable with. Don't use that app. You know, it's like, this is your first chance to have some security around what information goes out into the world. For some people, it's not such a big issue, but, but there are a lot of people that data privacy is really critical to. So, um, you know, be an informed consumer to whatever level of comfort that you have. 
The other piece of security is remembering that when we exchange information with individuals online, that we kind of, you know, we want to be careful about that, especially if you are somebody who's a marginalized person. So like, um, as a queer woman, I'm really careful about a lot of my information because there's more of an ability kind of to be targeted. Um, so I may do things like, um, if I'm on a dating app, which I, I'm on, um, you know, I, I may be careful about what photos I show and what's in the background. And, you know, I mean, it, I love the fact that people want to be really open about everything, but it's like putting pictures of your family and your kids on your dating profile is potentially insecure. So kind of thinking about everything from a, what information is going out into the world, whether it's on a data level or an individual level, and do I feel comfortable? I would say that every dating platform wants people to feel safe on it. you know, not just because, you know, safe people, people who feel safe are more likely to be engaged and are more likely to find the hookups and mm-hmm. tell their friends and buy a membership or whatever. Um, but we want to create a world as sex positive people in which each person has the autonomy to decide what what they want and what's happening. So kind of thinking about that when you're, when you're creating the dating pro- profile, like I said, it's not the sexiest way to approach it. But it's part of kind of making this conscious choice, this risk-informed choice. Well, you you shared a story, too, about someone going on Tinder and then whoever they were connected with, I think it was Tinder, mm-hmm. they were connected with, yeah. found them through, through, through Tinder, like showed up in their yeah. location. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of like this this series of little bits of information that go out, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and somebody who's, who's going to be... Um, somebody who doesn't have have a grasp on like what that common agreement for for privacy and security is Mm -hmm. um could be a bad actor and so what is the app doing in order to minimize that i yeah some of my experience with with dating apps in the past i've had one really fabulous day one of my top three dates of all time in just in in my life from from a dating app when like 2000 forever ago um (laughs) on uh on tinder and um the person's opening statement to me the first thing they said was quick name your top three favorite cereals and i'm like a total breakfast person so i was like (laughs) oatmeal granola and more oatmeal and um and and our date actually involved us going to we like went out and had appetizers and a drink and then we went and got the cereals and ate the cereals in a park it was adorable we got like milk and little plastic bowls um and and then I've had one of my worst dates of all time, also from a dating app. That one was on Bumble. Not, and I'm not going to say it's Bumble's fault, but um, what what I learned from that also, we'll talk about how to create a, a good dating profile. But I didn't go have a lot of conversation with this person. Um, it was just like through the dating app, had a little bit of conversation, didn't really gauge their energy. And I'm a very energetic person. Then when we actually mm-hmm. met up in person, the, the tone of their voice, their demeanor, there's just all that, yeah. it just didn't, didn't resonate with me. Um, and from that, I learned, I was like, oh, I think there's these, for me personally, different levels, like, you know, mm-hmm. message through the dating app to get to know them, gauge if there's a connection, one, like a strong connection, yeah. and two, if it's safe. And if it feels like both of those things, then you can take it to a next level where you're sharing a voice yeah. communication or a video communication to gauge mm-hmm. more energy. And then you could do a you know public meeting place. Again, this is just for yeah. me in terms of safety, one, and just not yeah. taking the risk of just meeting someone where I just don't jive with. But um, mm-hmm. so what about that part too with the safety thing? So the, so the, yeah. you know, the messaging part is that's where people are like a lot of people don't know how to do it they're like what mm-hmm. do i say like how do i even open up that conversation yeah. to someone in there oh my god yeah I, you know it is i i want to go back to something that you said though because you were talking about you want to take your time engage whether there's enough connection there and i think that this is kind of a cool thing about um what we can take from the pandemic right it's it's kind of slowing down what for a lot of people is this very like meet up tonight, kind of a, you know, and I, I remember seeing an app that literally is like, you sign up for this, if you want to hook up with somebody tonight, like that's, that's the whole thing. Um, but we, we've kind of have this space. Now we have this space where we're all kind of aware of, Hey, the things that I could normally do a year ago, I can't do them now. So maybe slowing down is not a bad thing. And I'm a big fan of like the talk and the tease and like, I've had great experiences online with um, with dating on websites and dating apps, 
Um, I've actually met some people in some cases who are still very close friends of mine. I've dated some people who've ended up being long-term friends. I've had amazing relationships start with that. But it was because I know myself well enough to know that I need to know that there's a connection that's worth exploring before I leave my house. Mm -hmm. And every time I've done that, I've had a good experience, whether it's been, it hasn't all been like, oh man, I want to bang you right now. But some (laughs) of it is like, oh yeah, this was totally worth coming out and having a glass of wine and chatting with you. This podcast was made possible by Saqqara. Have you ever had a mouthgasm? You know, the kind of bliss you get when you taste something absolutely delicious and nutritious? We've been having all kinds of mouthgasms with Saqqara. Saqqara delivers clean, absolutely delicious meals directly to you to make your life easier while giving you the nutrients you need. Last week's jackfruit mushroom carnitas tacos with chili lime sauce had me mmming so much. You would have thought I was in the bedroom. Yep, it's that good. Sakara's organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin shining. They customize the menu just for you, and it changes weekly so you'll never get bored. Make life easy and decadent with Sakara. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash shameless or enter code shameless at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash shameless to get 20% off your first order. Again, that's sakara.com slash shameless. Don't wait another minute. Go check it out. This podcast was also brought to you by Dipsy. You all know we are huge fans of erotic self-care. Whether it's as a practice to connect to your desire or perhaps you're just looking to get super aroused, we are all about finding creative ways to tap into our internal fire. Enter Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app created with women in mind, full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on. Turn off the television and stop scrolling through Instagram. It's time to get into your eroticism with Dipsy. I listened to a Dipsy story on my way home from a girls weekend and I got so turned on that I had to rip my partner's clothes off the minute I got home. Dipsy gets me turned on anywhere, anytime. Sometimes I listen just for me, or sometimes I put on a hot story to heighten arousal with my partner. The possibilities are endless. And guess what? Dipsy is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Dipsystories.com slash shameless. All right, back to the show. I mean, I guess some people are just mm-hmm. in a, you know, maybe they're on a business trip and they're just like, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to, you know, meet someone tonight for this, this thing. And that's, yeah. that's totally fine. I, I've actually done that before as well. And um, so I think it just, again, depends on your intention, what you're looking mm-hmm. for. And I guess we can go to the part about creating a dating profile because yeah. again, you and I, we had some discussion about this before. Uh, you and I are both on the same page about this, about sh- like really just being completely clear about yeah. who you are, what you're looking for. Um, so can you tell us a little more about what you think it would make a great, for a great dating profile for someone? Be authentic. Um, give, give people all of who you are. Um, you know, I use the example sometimes it's like looking at somebody's profile and wondering if you're looking at their headshots on LinkedIn, because they all are like, there's a picture of them at an event with the same kind of shirt and tie on, or there's like, they always have this one particular look on their face. You can't tell anything about somebody's personality that way. Um, but you know, if you put one of those pictures in to say like, oh, look, I have a job, I'm, I'm gainfully employed. Mm -hmm. And then the next picture is like you playing rugby with your friends or you goofing off with your dog or you at a cafe reading a book or knitting like by the way if anybody is like finding me on a dating app if you put anything about knitting in I will totally swipe right on you (laughs) Uh, but it's it's showing people who you are because we don't necessarily want to date a body part we don't necessarily want to date just one facet Mm -hmm. even if you're just in it for that quick like hey I want to hook up like we want to know the personality behind the person. So choose some great pictures. If you don't have great pictures, like honest to gosh, there are so many tutorials on how to take a decent selfie that, that you can, you know, get over your fear of doing it pretty easily. Um, but getting into the profile creation, um, tell people who you are, find a thing that speaks to who you are. I love the thing that you said about the, the cereal, because the immediate read I would get off of it, if I saw something like that is, 
oh, this is a person who's not taking the world super seriously. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who really needs a sense of humor in a potential partner, that would actually draw my attention really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, ask your friends what they think about you. Um, you know, say like, what do you think my best quality is? What do you think that I should, I should lead with? Reach out to the people that you rely on. If you're, if you do what I do and you're ethically non-monogamous, I take my sweetie's pictures mm-hmm. for, for his dating app profile because I see him through, the, like, I see him with a rosy glow because I mm-hmm. care about him. Um, I can tell him, oh, baby, no, you need to play up the fact that you're a gamer because like the people that are really going to be into that are the ones you want to match up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and be honest about what you're looking for. If you're looking for a hookup, don't say like, oh, I'm looking for somebody to make a lot of relationship stuff with. It's like, just say, I'm here for hooking up. Um, I think a lot of times people will feel like that if they're really not super specific in a dating profile, they get more attention. Um, So they'll say things like, I'm just looking for fun and I want laid back lifestyle. It's like, well, who doesn't? Like, like nobody's like, I'm like, Right. It's yeah. like, I think your definition of fun needs to be clarified. Um, but when we, when we're too generic, one, we don't necessarily get the kind of attention that we want. Like, yes, you might get a bunch of people messaging you, but are they ones that have anything in com- in common with you? Mm-hmm. Um, the second is I'm a big believer in um, using your dating profile to take somebody else's words um, as an ejector seat, as well as, as a magnet. So you want to pull in the people who really have something in common with you, but you want to get rid of all of the extra people, you know, like for a lot of folks, the first time that they go on a dating app, it's like walking through a supermarket when you've only had a small town grocery store your entire life. You know, there are now 50 different kinds of, of, you know, vegetables, whereas you had like six before. Mm. Um, So use the dating profile to, to show yourself in a way that gets the people that you really want to connect with. Even if it sounds kind of dorky or if you're not even sure, honestly, I've seen people who've created a dating profile before that say, I really suck at creating dating profiles. Here's what I can tell you about myself. If you have suggestions on how I could write this better, message me. I like that person. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's, I, I, I think that the thing that we try to do is we, we sort of, and I know that you've worked with a lot of folks who are looking for how do I have the relationship or how do I have the experiences I want? And what it all comes back to is just unapologetically be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're going to bring those things to you. People will go like, Oh, I like cereal. Oh, I like somebody with a sense of humor. Oh, I, you know, I like somebody who's vulnerable enough to say I suck at dating profiles. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all things that would appeal to me and, and you're more likely to get what you're looking for. Yeah, and then you don't have to deal with hanging out with people or spending time with people that you really mm-hmm. don't jive with. And, and I mean, why? Mm-hmm. Why? I think a lot of uh, dating in general, a lot of people are putting on this front and not being yeah. authentic and hiding parts of themselves. When later, if you continue to date that person, they are going to come out. Everyone, so why not share it from the start? I mean, maybe it's not everything. You know, maybe not from day one. Day one, yeah. you're sharing. You know, every little detail about your life, your hopes mm-hmm. and your dreams, and all those things. And so maybe there's some things that you're sharing. But yeah. my favorite story is uh when I told somebody that I wasn't interested in meeting that night and and they said oh well that's the way I I get to know people and I said you know I'm an introvert who's perfectly content with my life I need to know that putting on pants and leaving my house to get together with you is going to be better than me sitting at home by myself yeah you know and and it was that totally took them off back Mm -hmm. or took them off guard because they were like what and I was like no you know like I don't want to I don't want to go somewhere if I've got to sit there and be bored yeah. Did you ever, did you meet them or no? No, 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 no of course was, yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell. I, so, and I've had, so I've had friends that actually I had one guy friend, he had been single for like 10 years, uh, was ready to date. Finally decided he was going to try doing the online dating thing. He did a, uh, one of the dating websites, so not a dating app. And mm-hmm. he started to create his own content in there. And the, 
you know, you could put so much information there and he'd just put like two sentences because, it, and what would come up for, I was like, really, that's all you put? He's like, I don't know. I feel full of myself talking about myself mm-hmm. and I don't know what to mm-hmm. say. And I think a lot of people run into that obstacle. So what yeah. I did as his friend, and I'm also of the, the, the gender of someone that he might be interested in. I went on there and I wrote it from this perspective of someone who mm-hmm. knows him well and also what from what I would like to hear, but it was authentic. And I put some heartfelt stuff in there, like, you know, saying that he's a, a you know, a vulnerable being who's not afraid, not afraid to show his emotions uh, or not afraid to cry, you know, things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and the first person that, uh, that he actually went on a date with via that profile said, I really loved your profile. And he's like, well, I have to yeah. tell you, my friend wrote it, but it's, it's still true. But my mm-hmm. friend wrote it for me and he said my name and she is like, Oh, I've actually taken one of her workshops before. So, um, oh, you know, so I was like, small world, but I mean, I live in Santa Cruz too. So it's a bubble. But what I will say too, I like what you said, you know, ask a friend, you can also ask a friend, so write something about me that, in the way that I might not be able to write about myself. Like what do you yeah. actually think about me in my, in my own words? Um, I think could be helpful. Or if you're not getting a lot of hits on your dating profile, to have someone else look at it and check it yeah. out. Again, like someone else is, is, is of the something that you might be interested mm-hmm. in. They can check it out and say, okay, yeah, maybe you have too many photos of you. You're not showing your eyes. You're wearing sunglasses in every photo. Yeah. Or you're not showing like your personality. It's just like your face. Like what are you into? Um, so don't be afraid to ask for support and help. We do that with some of the folks in app. They will message the support team and they'll say like, hey, I'm not getting any matches. Would you give me some suggestions? And so like a couple of us on the team will go look at the profile and kind of be like, hey, we really love this one place. Like totally don't don't lose that. Um, I think that, you know, and a lot of times it's, it's people aren't telling us enough about what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, hashtag open has a really unique way of, of letting you build your profile with, um, boundaries, preferences, and um, interests as hashtags so that they're searchable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people who are saying like, I'm not getting a lot of attention will have only one or two hashtags in mm-hmm. there. And so it's kind of like, okay, so it's great that you're looking for friends or it's great that you're looking for this kind of sexual experience. What are your interests? What are your, what are your preferences? What's off limits for you? Mm-hmm. Um, the more of that information that you include in there, um, the better an option there is. But so, yeah, we, I think even as people who work at the app, we're kind of like, oh yeah, we want to help you. Yeah. But I love having, you know, having somebody else who um, doesn't, you know, I mean, you know, in this business, we have to write our own bios periodically. And the biggest thing that I do with my friends and my clients is I write their bios Mm -hmm. because being the person who has to tell other people why they should talk to you or why they should hire you is really, really hard. And that's what your dating profile is. It's an opportunity for you to say like, hey, here's all of the amazing that I am. I think it could be a good practice for people to who are not used to to talking about themselves and actually questioning that. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, who who am I really? How do I think of myself? Mm-hmm. So it could be a fun practice, but also to hear how other people see you, I think can be really interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask you another question about uh, how dating apps have are helping or how they've, or they've shifted during the epidemic, but just for our mm-hmm. listeners here who might want to know more about the various dating apps and we'll share more about hashtag open. Um, I've heard really, really, really fabulous things from a lot of people about hashtag open mm. Tinder still a big thing. I, I know of it as more of like a hookup site, mm-hmm. um, more mainstream folks. And then I, I do have friends who've been, who got married after meeting on Tinder, not yeah. the next day, but years later, Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> There's something called Hinge that I have some friends that are there into. Coffee Meets Bagel, I think is a little more like mellow and casual. Um, and then like you were saying yeah. before, there were all these other ones that have focuses that are a little more niche, right? I think there's mm-hmm. uh, like Field or Meet Mindful from like mindful folks, which you just won't find mm-hmm. as many people on there. And, um, mm-hmm. and and then we have so things like Hashtag Open, which is so mm-hmm. cool because Hashtag Open is not just doing a dating app and I'll have you describe more about what makes it different. It's creating mm-hmm. community. So it's not just yeah. like, here's a thing so that you can go meet someone to have sex with. Here's actually a way that you yeah. can actually make continued connections. Can you explain more about hashtag open? So hashtag open is a, it's a dating app and community app that was created for folks who don't really like the way that other dating platforms force them to make choices between am I this or am I that? Am I looking for this or am I looking for that? Um, We really value transparency. We want folks to be upfront. We create the security and privacy tools for people to feel safe doing so. 
We also enable people to join as a single or as a couple with, with individual singles profiles. So for people who are exploring or engaged in consensual or ethical non-monogamy, we're really, really popular. I would say actually 97% of our members define themselves or their relationship structure as something other than monogamous. Mm. Um, so we have people who, we get a lot of folks from the swing community. We have a lot of folks who are kinky. We have a lot of people who are polyamorous or who do other kinds of consensual non-monogamy, um, really vibrant, diverse group of people in terms of genders and orientations and relationship structures. Um, but the thing that everybody has in common is that they're looking for a place where they can own who they are. They can be who they are. They can lead with those definitions and those labels and not feel like they're having to like reverse engineer a dating app to work for them. As somebody who is my identification for my own sexuality is demisexual. Um, you know, it's really hard to explain demisexuality in a mainstream dating app, but you know, it's like my profile in hashtag open demisexual was actually one of the original choices. I didn't have to like try to freehand anything. Um, there's, there's like a sense of comfort when you see your own identities and your own relationship styles in the dropdown list. Not, not like you have to select other and then go write it in. But we, we also operate on a dual match system. So you have to match with each other before messages can go across. So it's got a little bit more of that, hey, you're not going to be barraged with 800 messages from randos that are going to be like, oh, nice pick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's actually like both of you have to say like, yeah, I'm interested in this person. And then you can start messaging. So it gives people a little bit more control over what they're going to be engaging with. And it kind of creates this affirmative moment of like, it's not passive anymore. Like I've actively looked at your profile and said, I am interested in talking. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a great app. It's really accessible. Um, the people behind it are, you know, I'm, I'm really big on ethics because when you've been in adult industry for a long time, you become really careful about like, what are the ethics that I'm putting out as an educator? What is, what is the energy I'm putting out? Are these people I want to work with? And I was really pleased to see uh, a company where the co-founders had created an app that was founded on, People being able to ask for what they want without shame, without guilt, and be able to engage in the kinds of relationships that they want. The community piece, too, in regards to because mm -hmm. you have the epidemic now, and like we, we said this yeah. earlier, you know, that the, the whole hookup culture is, is shifting. Uh, yeah. And so I think just having connection in general is really vital for a lot of people, yeah. especially if they're in some sort of shelter in place. So can yeah. you just share, share a little bit more about your thoughts about that, like how that's shifted a little bit and how hashtag open creates community as compared to maybe some other apps that don't really offer that? Yeah. I started working with hashtag open just as the pandemic was starting to hit. So I kind of got to see the, the dating app world through that lens early on. And one of the things that we noticed was a lot of people were feeling really scared. Um, a lot of people were sheltering in place by themselves or were with roommates, but didn't really have somebody that they could talk to outside of the house. And so people were starting to crave that connection that they were losing out on. And so dating apps initially, there was, you know, you can look at all of the different articles online that say like, oh, they've all been exploding. I think because that's one safe way to reach out and connect with people outside of like your friends group on Facebook. There's a little bit more of a sense of, oh, okay, I can connect with somebody and maybe have a little bit of that romantic flirting going on. Or, you know, it may even be like, hey, I'm playing the long game. I know that I'm looking for a partner this is a time for me to take my time about that process. I think that what we chose to do with hashtag open was really lean into, okay, what can we do for community to bring people together? And so we started a series of, called hashtag open ed of free conversations. And they're not just for members, they're for whoever wants to show up where we had sex educators. We had people like Jacqueline Friedman come in and talk. She actually did an amazing workshop on how to deal with consent issues when you're uh, quarantined with somebody, which nobody was having that conversation. And we, we took the attitude that we wanted to give people a place that they could come to and feel safe and feel connected mm -hmm. and, and being able to kind of double down on, oh, you know, like we're all part of a greater community. 
not just within hashtag open, but we all kind of have a, a duty to take care of ourselves and to try to take care of each other right now. Because even though things are kind of a little bright and shiny right now, because we're all able to get outdoors, you know, we are still in the middle of a long process. And so we know that being able to give people ways to reach out to each other and make those connections, even if they can't do it physically, um, you know, we're rethinking what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the other dating apps might not really offer that part. If you go, yeah. if you're on Tinder and you're like, just looking to have a connection and make a new friend, it's just, it's just not really, there's not a community feel there. It's just kind of like a quick, quick swiping community. And mm-hmm. if that's what someone's looking for, then, then great. But it's nice yeah. to see that there's something that is, um, is more empowering, more inclusive, more community based. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I'm mm-hmm. really, really stoked on what you guys are doing and it's free, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally free. Um, iPhone and Android. Um, you can go to our website. You can look for us in the, uh, app stores. Um, it, it literally is the most accessible, uh, dating app that I personally have interacted with. We don't have like a bait and switch kind of a thing where it's like, oh, it's it's like $50 a month mm-hmm. once you sign up. You know, it's it's like come in, take a look around, see what kinds of connections you can make. Um, and you can literally choose what, what works for you. It's like, you know, yeah. do you want friends? Cool. There are lots of people who want to be friends. Do you do you want a hookup buddy? Do you want somebody to sext with? We have uh, oh the number of people that um, were using the hashtag of like sexting mm. or like um, like online only to kind of define like oh you're looking for somebody to have some dirty talk with mm. during quarantine. Awesome, and we had folks that were using those and still are. Um, to be able to find like, oh, I'm really not looking for somebody who's going to pressure me to hook up tonight, but man, I would love some dirty talk. There's empowerment in speaking our boundaries and the practice of having mm-hmm. to do it. And why not make it easier and just put it all out there from the start? Yeah. Here's where I'm at. Here's what yeah. I'm available for. And so to have a dating app that makes it so that you actually can do that, I think is, is wonderful. So yeah. for people we who want to look at the website, the website, you write the word hashtag open. Yep. To start. It's hashtag yeah. with the spelled out open.com. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, you can also find us like we've done a really good job of getting our name everywhere. So any social media platform, you can find us at the same word, hashtag open. And that links back to everything. Um, our, our listing of our current workshops and events is on our website with a calendar. Um, we also keep videos of all of the previous ones. So we've had, we actually got really excited because Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir, who did an amazing workshop for us on ethical consumption of porn. So we've literally had like a lot of everything. There's just some great content there too. So people can kind of like dive in a little bit and, and get a sense for what the community energy is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More, more sex education for everyone and more community. Yes. People are so starved yes. for a community, especially right now. So yeah. wonderful. Yeah, well, thank really you are. so much, Sarah, for sharing oh, all you. this awesome information. And to our listeners, well, April, we love you. And to our listeners, we love you so, so, so much. And as April would say, she'd say, are you drinking wine right now? Well, if you like wine, you should be drinking Margins Wine. Go check out MarginsWine.com and you'll understand why we love this boutique wine. She's local here in Santa Cruz and a friend of ours. Ooh. And yes, boutique wine. And if you go to the show notes or to our website, there's a coupon code to get a discount on three or more bottles. So go check that out or sign up for her newsletter. She has limited releases. And what else should she say? Oh, we love five-star reviews on iTunes. La, 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 la. Go write us a review. And (laughs) she would close with ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.